Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody. It's December 12th, and welcome to the 7th Annual Talking Comics Awards. I am your host, Steve Say, and this year I am joined by Mr. Bob Ryer. What's this I hear about unholy alliances? (laughs) Joey Vercino is here. Oh, man, you ready? Are you ready to lock it in? (laughs) 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 Melissa Megan is here. Good morning, everybody. I don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> and Jessica Schaefer is also in the house. Hello. I also, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> a, whole, a whole year to work on it. A whole Man, year. The energy is just colliding, <laughs> rippling through the room. The time has come once again where we all gather around and celebrate our favorite comics of the year and nominate them for the chance to receive the most prestigious honor ever created for a comic book podcast, the Talking Comics Award. Over the next three weeks, we'll be making our way through a series of categories, each one designed to showcase the best of the best of what we, as a group, have read throughout the year. After the nomination episodes are complete, uh, and we've all had a few weeks to explore the titles we've chosen, we'll gather once again to crown this year's winners. Uh, This episode, we'll be discussing our nominees for the following categories. Best Film Based on a Comic Book Property, Breakthrough Writer, Breakthrough Artist, Best New Series, and Best Original Graphic Novel. Damn. Yeah. So uh, before we get rolling, I'd like to remind our listeners that we'll be posting polls to our Twitter account alongside uh, the release of each round of nominations, and we encourage you all to vote for your favorites. Once we have the results... We'll read them in addition to our own during the big show. Please keep in mind that these awards are based entirely on books we've personally read. So if you don't find your favorite titles represented, know that you can always tweet us at Talking Comics if you'd like to politely lend your voice to the discussion. Before we get started, I'm going to open the floor to my co-hosts, see if anything has anything they want to say. Anybody at all? No, not really. Just that we're going to have a great time. And folks, it is all about positivity. That's yeah, positivity in affirming Joey's choices for the list. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not averse to that. Yeah, it yeah, generally, yeah. it's worked out pretty well in the past. Yeah, I always, I always pick the winners. Yeah, we're gonna divide. <laughs> and now, without further ado. Uh, let's begin our journey down the rabbit hole with our first category, which is best film based on a comic book property. Uh, so how this works is we're going to do like a round robin and everybody will, you know, present their nominations. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about 
most of them. Um, we save some of the larger conversations for the actual award show uh, sometimes. So if we don't go like super in depth uh, for some of these titles, it might just be because like everybody already understands each other and we're just it's going to be on the list. Um, so we'll see what happens. I would like Joey to give us. Oh, Bob, you're going to you're going to write down. Oh, yeah, I've got an entire sheet of paper. I've got four mechanical pencils and pens of every color. Awesome. Thank you so much for for doing this every year, Bob. We really appreciate it. No problem. I have to restructure mission control so I have enough tables to lay out to put books on and get lights and whatever. So if there's a crunch later, it's because I dropped a lamp on my laptop. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. Um, I was going to read a list of all the movies, but Joey, why don't you just tell me? All right. What you have. Are you ready? Yeah. So we do three, and we're ultimately picking five. Yes. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the first one I would like to nominate is... Team Titans go to the movies, baby! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Black yeah, Panther. What was that? Black, Black Panther? Panther? And... I'm rolling the dice here because I have a feeling someone else is going to nominate the big one. I kill giants. Mm. Mm. Okay. Those are my three. Okay. Um, Bob. I This was a little bit of a struggle. Here's, I think, what is what my number three pick would be what I think is what Joey's the big one is. Avengers Infinity War? Yes. I'm covered. Okay. My... Co ones and twos, uh, Black Panther because it dared to do a lot and stands for a lot, so that's right up there. But then a little movie that is one of the most perfect comic book adaptations ever, as Joey selected, I Kill Giants. Hmm. All right, Melissa, what do you have for us? Um, I also have Teen Titans Go to the Movies mm-hmm. and Black Panther, and I'm going to throw Deadpool two in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Jessica, what do you have? Um, I think I'm just right on board with everybody else. I had uh, Avengers Affinity War, Black Panther, and I Kill Giants. Okay. So, um, I have a little bit of a curveball to throw to the group. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, So, what does everybody think of the idea of possibly putting Aquaman on this list. I have not seen Aquaman and therefore cannot nominate or vote for it. Neither. neither. Same. Okay, we don't think that by the time that we come back from the vacation and we'll have seen it. If I had to choose between two of the two movies that are opening in December, I would put Spider-Verse on here before Aquaman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we haven't seen them, either of them, we'll save them for next year. Okay. And I will definitely be seeing Spider-Verse before I see Aquaman. Awesome. All right. Um, So, all right. If I'm going to pick, I mean, I have others on this list, but if I'm going to pick three movies, it would be Teen Titans Go, uh, Black Panther, and I Kill Giants. Okay. So, Panther on everyone's list. I Kill Giants on four. We have Teen Titans Go on three. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, so Avengers Infinity War. 
Mm-hmm. Am I still audible? Yes, you are. Yeah. So that's four. Okay. And we have nothing else separate. Deadpool. 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 Okay. Um, before we lock Deadpool in or talk about Deadpool, does anybody want to add Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes, I would like to add Ant-Man and the Wasp over Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot more passion for Ant-Man and the Wasp than I do for Deadpool 2. Um, Jessica, how do you feel? Um, I'm, I'm actually, I could go either way. So I'm, I'm okay with Ant-Man and the Wasp or Deadpool. Tell us about Deadpool, Melissa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what it comes down to is I like Ant-Man and the Wasp as well. Um, I think they are both fun movies. Um, but to me, Deadpool has been both one and two have been kind of the standout, uh, something different from Marvel. And so I, I really looked forward to Deadpool this year because it is, you know, it's, 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 it's something unique and different. Um, other than what Marvel has done with all their other films. Um, I love that it is, uh, a more adult Marvel film, um, that it's a little more edgy, a little more like gory and nasty and gross. And, um, and I, I enjoyed it just as much as I did the first one. I thought that it held up the, the quality and the humor really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great ride for me. I think it's the only film this year that I saw repeatedly in the movie theater Mm. while it was out. Um, Strong case. I'm not one to go to the movies repeatedly because it's usually expensive for me because I have to get a babysitter. But <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I saw that one a couple of times. I like Ant-Man and the Wasp too, but I felt very like meh about it. Like It was fun, but it, once it was over, I didn't really think about it at all. You know, Or Deadpool, I felt very driven to see it again and okay. kind of felt like there were jokes that I could have seen that I missed the first time around and I knew that it was kind of one of those films that would keep on giving you know, <laughs> no, there's right. a lot of dense stuff going on. I actually, I watched it again last night preparing and I actually liked it more seeing it the second time than I did the first. I have, I have one, I have mm-hmm. one major qualm at the time and I just felt Vanessa got fridged. Mm-hmm. She did mm-hmm. get fridged. And, yeah. And that, that sort of, that sort of took me out of the movie, seeing it in the theater for really about half its running length. Uh, seeing it again, I felt a little better knowing where I was headed. I don't want to spoil the end in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. So I'm, I, I still, I, I think lean more toward Ant-Man the Wasp, but I do, I understand your feelings about this most completely. And I do, I did enjoy it a lot. Okay. Now I'm not totally sure how this thing works yet. Cause this is my first year, but, um, are we basically like, we're hashing down between just Ant-Man and Deadpool because I would be happy to substitute Deadpool for I Kill Giants if that's not a definite yet either. No, well, I, Kill I Kill Giants is already locked okay. in. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four four yeah. Who was the one person that didn't say I Kill Giants? Me. Melissa. Oh. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I just, you know, and I know that it's not, the comic book itself isn't like one that I feel super attached to, which is probably just why I didn't put it on my list. But I really enjoyed the film, and I thought it was a well-made film. So I'd be happy to throw my vote in for that one. But I guess I don't need to. So no, <laughs> nope. um, no. I mean, if nobody has any, if we're not doing the Aquaman thing, we nobody, um, nobody feels strongly enough for Venom. It really does come down to either Ant Man and the Wasp um, or Deadpool two. I I liked both films. I think that they both have their place. They were both really entertaining, and both. 
better on the second watch than the mm-hmm. first. Um, I even had some stuff about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I was kind of like, ah, I don't know how I sit with that, whatever. Just little things that um, didn't seem to bother me as much the, the second time around. Um, ah, man, I could go either way. I do like the idea of having Deadpool 2 on the list um, for a lot of the reasons that Melissa mm-hmm. had as, mentioned. As, right, as an yeah. R-rated film. I, yeah, just yeah. and, and yeah. also like even when I think about the movie, I also think about the marketing campaign for oh, that, that movie, was brilliant. And all the, like, the lead yeah. up to that, and all the funny ass stuff that they released, the all the trailers, like, and yeah, yeah, like companies mm-hmm. that never attach themselves to comic book properties, and they want Deadpool in like you know <laughs> hawking their microwavable meals and shit. Like it's just it's hilarious, and it's really awesome to see that kind of power. It's almost Behind. like a scavenger hunt, right? Like, yeah. where's Deadpool gonna pop up? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really fun. It's a, like I say this every year. Um, well, not every every time that the Deadpool comes out, um, around work, and just how much care and how much like clever planning goes into the release of that. Uh, the whole thing between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and and everything and them publicly trolling one another every couple of months or whatever and um yeah i don't know i i i could probably throw my weight behind deadpool too I'm cool with deadpool let's do it yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. i'm good with yep. deadpool too go <laughs> all right so bob do you want to add that to the list and then tell I us uh, just Parker? did we have avengers infinity war black panther deadpool 2 i kill giants and teen titans go to the movies yes Ooh. That's a great list. Ooh, baby. Teen Titans. Have you seen that yet? Nope. My library does have it, I believe. Oh, boy. So So fun. Crack an egg on it. (laughs) I can't wait to see that one again. It's so good. So good. All right. That was easy. Yeah, yeah that's that's how they're all gonna go. This is how it works, Melissa. No problem. See? Oh, well, I, I won my first category, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got one um, movie in there. That that's one of the cool things about doing the awards, and it's always been this way, is that you know, it's fair ground for for anything that you wanna discuss and, and put forth. And I think everybody over the years has had a really good way of weighing passion like your own passion for something versus the passion somebody has for something else and sometimes that stuff wins out you know so yeah it's pretty one cool. vote one vote can sometimes be enough one vote to change the world yeah. <laughs> all right uh works too in my head sorry <laughs> all right our next category is going to be breakthrough writer so um, I would like it if Bob would give us his nominations. Okay, I'm going to start with someone who's mostly an artist, but who wrote what I found to be a very intriguing, dense miniseries, and that's Liam Sharp mm. for mm. Brave and the Bold. The usage of Celtic mythology, uh, it needed to be explained to me by Sarah, but it really, <laughs> it was pretty special and captured the two characters of Batman and Wonder Woman, I thought, pretty well. Leah Williams, uh, her Emma Frost, her work on a whole bunch of little one-shots here and there has gotten her some big gigs, and her performance at that Women of Marvel panel that we saw marks her as someone to listen to her in the future. That Joey and I saw that one. And T. Franklin, 
for Juke Joint and Bingo Love. Oh boy, Bob, mm. you are lining mm. up right now. I am so happy that you went first. <laughs> I'd just like to say that we're only the set. We're only two categories into this thing, and I'm already deleting and reacting <laughs> names on the list. I came up with a lot of breakthrough writers for this year, um, but I'm going to have to sacrifice because we're only giving three, right? Three. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I got to sacrifice some of these people. Okay. Um, so Bob, uh, putting the bar up pretty high. Jessica. No, don't don't call on me yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. Go for it, Joey. All right, my breakthrough writers this year uh, are three writers that we've talked about on the show um, and have done work over the last couple of years, but I don't, I think this year in particular was like their big entrance, right? And people are kind of paying more attention to them. Um, Chris Sabella. Saladin Ahmed and Jeremy Whitley. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whitley. Whitley. That's my I list. I found eh? my list, and actually, Jeremy's the only person I had on it. There so we go. Okay. Well, so I also, I also have Jeremy on my list. Between Unstoppable Wasp, Raven, Pirate Princess, Princeless, Rainbow Bright, My Little Pony, Nightmare Nights, yes. Vampirella. Huge. Oh, and Thor and Hulk as well. Like, yeah, just a huge, huge, huge year for him. It was close last year. He didn't yeah. make the list last year, and now yeah. we're talking about it all the time. In. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I actually had Whitley on mine too, and that was from the girls as well. They gave me a, a write-in vote of Lock it in. Like, you have to put him, yeah. Whitley on there. So. Yeah, who else? Really, really case? big year for him. I think. I think. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that later. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm sorry, I screwed up my list, guys. I'm looking at two different computers right now to try to keep up here. Um, uh, I, I wanted to throw Whitley out there and, you know, to be perfectly upfront about it, I, I haven't read a lot of his books this year because I've read a few here and there to make sure I know what he's doing. But like, you know, some of the stuff that he's written has just not been in my wheelhouse. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that so much of, you know, he's one of those people that like his name just comes up over and over and over again on our show. And you guys have been really passionate and excited about a lot of his stuff. Um, and I think that he has also been an incredibly vocal and positive and yes. warm and fuzzy um, mm-hmm. representative of the comics industry this year. Um, mm-hmm. That I every time he pops up in my Twitter, I'm like, yes, I'm going to tell everybody about this. Yes, I want to share this. Yes, he's right. You know, <laughs> so I think that I think that means a lot too to. Yes. Um, as far yeah. as especially in the breakout category, somebody that's really making a difference for readers as well as writing good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. All right. Wow. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I also had Jeremy. I said that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I also want to nominate Scotty Young. Now, everybody normally thinks about him as uh, the artist, but he also wrote I Hate Fairyland Ooh. wrapped up this year. Ooh. His, his Deadpool has been amazing. Bully Wars is a lot of fun. And I didn't get to talk about it last week, but Middle West, number one, blew me away. Yes. That I was very book, sad that you didn't get to talk about it because I love uh, it. I had three books planned for last week that I was really, really passionate about. But Middle West, number one, just blew me away. I, I was so impressed with that book um, from the very first page to the end. I cannot wait to read the second issue. It's phenomenal. I said um, that as soon as we stopped recording. I was like, damn yeah. it, I, we should have talked about this book. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was really impressive. It was it was one of those like put it down and think about it for a little while kind of things. I had so many feelings when I read that book. And okay, so we've already mentioned some of these other people, but I am going to throw out one for Jen Wang, who is Ooh. the creator of The Prince and the Dressmaker. Uh not to spoil the end of the book or the end of the of the thing but uh the prince and the dressmaker is by far and away very very much up there for me we'll talk much more about it later on but i think it's one of the best things that i've ever read period yeah uh and i really i really think that a book that is as amazing as i think this book is i want to put her in there for for Probably a couple of things while we're doing this, but Jen Wang for best breakthrough writer. Cool. Okay. Yep. All right, Jess. All right. All right. So as I said, I had Jeremy Whitley on there, and that was from the girls. But the another one that I was told if I did not nominate, I would pretty much be murdered was Sabella. <laughs> was Christmas. Uh, <laughs> like I was told. I was told that I would be murdered if I did not mention it. That seems like voter intimidation. You know these are your nominations, right? I know. That's illegal in like 30 states. (laughs) Sarah will joke. Our lovely friend Sarah, uh, actually, because I was sitting there talking about it with her, and she was like, I'll murder you if you don't mention that. So he he was on the list as well. But I love Crowded. I am so into Crowded. It's actually on my – it's a couple places on this list. I'll throw a second vote in for Christopher Spell. Yeah. Yeah, I can can get behind him being on the list for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I put uh, G. Will Wilson for her jump to Wonder Woman that I thought that was a big thing that she, you know, mm. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought, you know, she's always done Miss Marvel, but we really heard a lot about her this year. And she we talked I feel like we talked about her a lot um, and she was in a lot of conversation. Mm. Now, I, I, I'd ha- I have the other I have the old lists here. I'm not sure if we can. I don't know if we oh, have rules about this. I know that she's actually won for best writer before. Can she be best? Bis- Best Ooh. breakthrough after she's. I don't. I, I, I don't think don't so. Don't think okay. that uh, G Willow should be on this list. She. Okay. I think she will be on the other list. Yeah. 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 yeah there's a good chance of that. Yeah. Yeah. As far as a, I feel like her breakthrough. Well, so I, was, I, I thought she both. I didn't realize. Yeah. I put her on both actually. Yeah. There's yeah, like, just there's, in case. There's, there's an expiration there. date for eligibility for some of these um, okay. with certain creators, and I I don't know that we could put her on this list. No, that's fine. I'm fine with having it erased, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> yeah. No, I've got I've got more people that like. If it wasn't yeah. down to three, I also have um, Leah Williams on my list. Uh, one of the one shots that she wrote this year was the What If Magic number one. Yeah. Um, I also have Jody LaHoop on my list, who uh, Weatherman and Shirtless Bear Fighter, and uh, I put Kristen Gudznuck, uh on the list as well. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to stick with my with my top okay. three as we try to whittle this down. All right, let's uh, rack this up. Okay, we've got so far Jeremy Whitley and Chris Sabella. Uh, Joey, I could definitely get behind Salin Ahmed because I we will be hearing about Abbott somewhere else down oh, the yeah. road. And he's got Black Bolt, and he he he's writing Miles Morales too. Like, come on, is he really? Yeah, yeah. I think when did that like start? Like, I think I it comes out in January. Oh, yeah. that's a, yeah. It's a he's very excited about it, and I think Marvel's putting a lot of stock in him. He did this great Quicksilver um, miniseries as well, and I think between Abbott, Black Bolt, it's, it's like Saladin Ahmed, man. But I also, feel this, I also feel the way about Leah Williams too. I think Saladin Ahmed and Leah Williams would be two voices to look out for next year. Hmm. After I'm on board for both. So how yeah, many I, spots do we have left? Three. Yeah, Three. Okay. 
Um, I feel like Leo Williams is eventually going to make this list. I can get behind that as well. Here's a list for you. Chris Sabella, Saladin Ahmed, Jeremy Whitley, Leah Williams, Scotty Young. I'm, yeah, I can do that. I can get behind that. <laughs> I would. I like T. Franklin, though. Mm. T. Franklin was also on my list, but when you brought up Scotty Young, I was like, I could see us all getting behind Scotty Young, yeah. too. Yeah. And you know, you know, I was a huge, huge I Hate Fairland fan. Love. Have you read his Deadpool? Bully War, I have, and it's great. And so is Bully Wars. Bully Wars mm-hmm. is adorable as well. So, you know. He yeah, Middle well. Middle West was what threw me over the fence with, with him. Like I was like, like this has all been a lot of fun, and it's all been kind of goofy. And then he just comes out with this like emotional fantasy powerhouse of a first issue, and I just died. I mean, it's a bit of a gamble here, but I feel more likely to nominate T. Franklin's books than I am Scotty Young's books. You know. Uh, yes, Scotty Young could get on this list, and then T. Franklin will be represented in her work on the other list. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm for that. I'm sure Melissa would be behind Scotty Young for Middle West, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll jump in that. Um, Shall right, we? Jen, Jen Wang will get her. We'll get her her due elsewhere. Okay. Uh, Lock it in. Yeah. So what would that? What would that? Let's let's hear the list first. Without officially locking in, Solid Ahmed. Mm-hmm. We have Jeremy Whitley, Leah Williams, Chris Sabella, Scotty Young. I'm good with that. Anybody else? I like it. I like okay. it. I do like T. Franklin, though. I. Yeah, she was top of my list. But like, as you say, Joey, Bingo Love is going to turn up. And Juke Joy, too. I'm going to push for Juke Joy. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Locked in. Okay, Two lock it officially. down. Yep. Many to go. <laughs> All right, we're going to move right along to our breakthrough artist category. I'm going to let Melissa go first because she was so <laughs> eager to give us her list the last time. <laughs> I already threw mine. I, only have, I could only come up with one person on this list that I keep going back to, and that is Caitlin Yarsky. Um, I think partially because... Coyotes has been her first comic book project and the uh, the amount of excitement that it has riled up in people and the, the fandom that she's quickly built around it has been really impressive. Um, I think it's been the work that she's done and the unique style that she brings to that book is stand out. Um, she's not doing comics like anyone else. And I think that that has, a you know, that really impacts kind of a statement as a breakthrough artist. Um, Mm -hmm. she's, she's, uh, her stuff is unmistakable. Um, and I also am again, uh, impressed with just the, the, the speed at which she's made a name for herself. Um, to the point that I had a random local friend show up at my house one day with a print that was a commission that was done by her and showed it to me and said, have you ever heard of this lady, Caitlin Yarsky? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And this is somebody like this woman doesn't read comics. I've never heard her talk about comics. She just had this piece of artwork done from a friend. It was a gift that somebody had done for her that has nothing to do with comics. And so like, I just feel like I, Caitlin has just, she's really like busted a hole for mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. in the industry this year um, with one book, which is really impressive. So, yeah. 
and I'm super excited to see what she's doing next. So yeah, she's been my breakthrough artist this year. Nice. A fine nomination that uh, I will back as well. I have uh, Caitlin Yarsky on my list too. And uh, aside from Caitlin, I have Jen St. Ange for her work on Nancy Drew and all around the interwebs. She is another uh, very active person in the art community and in comics. And uh, I just find her work to be stunning. And and I will follow her into the sun (laughs) and onto other books uh, when she's participating in them. And I also have Jen Bartell on my list. Black Panther, Sleepless, The Mighty Thor, Blackbird. Um, just an incredible, incredible talent who got onto a lot of really nice books this year and I think is only going to have bigger and better projects in 2019. Nice. I definitely will throw a vote in for Jen. Yeah, I only have three people and she's on my list as well. So nice. <laughs> I knew you yeah. all would. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bob, what do you have? Okay, I have someone whose work... I what took me a while, but Derek Charm on Squirrel Girl, which took a while, but he really has now hit the rhythm on that. I also have Caitlin Yarsky, so we can lock her in. I'm thinking, yeah. And my third pick is someone I think is our def- definition of breakthrough artist in that started with Little Scout comics and Hench Girl, got picked up by Dark Horse, which became modern fantasy and best-selling children's mm-hmm. young adult graphic novel making friends it's Kristen Godsnow. Kristen was my wild card. She's never this. been nominated for this? No. All right, put her on the list. <laughs> Lock her in. Well, let's see. Hold on, hold on. Um Jessica, do you did you give yours? Yeah, no, I didn't, but like all three of them have been. I had Caitlin Yarsky for the same reason that Melissa said. Like one book like threw her over. Uh Jen Bartell and Kristen Godsnow. So those okay. are my three. Do it. Those three. Put them first list. for all the categories. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm I'm just in there. You know, it wasn't actually. I had one. One. My extra one was Liam Sharp for the Brave and the Bold and Green okay. Lantern. That was my my extra. Oh. Did you you read Green Lantern? Yeah, it was good. The Grant Morrison one. Was it what confusing? Uh, uh, it was good. So well, I had <laughs> I had uh, I had friends to help. I, I consulted James. Yeah, you have to read out loud. <laughs> oh, great letting. What are you doing over here? I consulted others, but, you know, yeah, it was interesting. All right, Joey, why don't you give us your list? All right, so y'all said, y'all said Jim Bartel already. So here's who I'll say. Marguerite Sauvage just did Archie. She's all over these, a ton of books. I talk about her every year. She's incredible. I love her work so, so much. Um, Chris Anka. I'll put him on the list too. We're doing Runaways right now, but I feel mm-hmm. like uh, it's it's just incredible, incredible. And I think a lot of creators look to his designs um, for for when they need something sexy, um, but still classy. Uh, and I will go with Flaviano. Oh. Throw that sucker in there. Be good. Uh, remind me of his books. Uh, Low Road West. He's been on a lot of different books as well. He's doing the Black Widow coming up with the Soskas too. Again, I think a name to watch out for. In reality, 
I also wanted to vote for Jim Bartell and Kristen Gutsnuck, but <laughs> I wanted to throw some uh, wrenches in the in the works here. In, in the mix? Yeah. I wanted to throw you some did. wrenches in the cookie mix. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's let's go through the names and uh, rack them up and, and see who we've got left. Okay. Well, we have on the list, locked in, Jen Bartell, Kristen Gutsnuck, Caitlin Yarsky. Okay. Extra names, uh, Jen Senange. Derek Charm, we have Liam Sharp, and then Marguerite Savage, Chris Anka, and Flaviano. You got to do the voice. Flaviano! <laughs> there it is. Um, I think because of the Widow series, Flaviano is going to be on our next year's list. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Hmm. I think uh, in that list of names, aside from my own nomination, the other name that really stands out to me is Marguerite Sauvage. Yeah, dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She it not not only is she an incredible artist, but I also find there's a lot of people like I follow a ton of artists like, via Instagram and stuff, and so many people have listed her as an inspiration for their work. I have a a book by uh, Kate Brown uh, right down in front of me. I can't actually read the title from here, but it was a Kickstarter that I uh, that I grabbed and. It's one of those books that you open it up and you're like, oh my god, like it's it's like Marguerite Sauvage Part Two and in, in all of the best ways, but with you know her own personal flair and stuff like that. But um, yeah, throughout the year, whether it be on like a three-page story or an entire issue or whatever, yeah. uh, Mar- Marguerite's work has just been stunning at every single turn. She pops up a lot if like because she has this very ethereal, a very Jim Bartel kind of style, right? This very ethereal, beautifully drawn and really energetic style. Um, so a lot of people mm-hmm. use her like if the book has flashbacks or something, <laughs> like she'll yeah. just come in and do like three pages. That happens so many times. Yeah. Um, Amazing color work too. Oh, incredible colors. I remember reading her Years ago, during Secret Wars, uh, 1602, the one that Kieran Gillen and Marguerite Bennett were yeah. doing, that's the first time I ever saw her name on a book. And that book, I was pushing for that book for our best of 2015 or whatever. The only Secret Worlds, Battle World, whatever nonsense. That book was so good. And part of it was because just visually her, her work was so stunning. And it's so great to see, especially this past year, her work showing up on so many, so many different uh, books. Right on. Uh, okay. Is she doing the the Archie Blossoms series? Is that what she's, she's doing? The mainline Archie book. They just relaunched oh, number okay, okay. Yeah, and it's incredible. Like if you thought Mark Wade and Fiona Staples' first issue was awesome, um, Nick Spencer's and Marguerite Sauvage's was also incredible. Sweet. Uh, uh, Jen Saint Ange. I loved Nancy Drew. Yes. Loved what it looked like. Loved the modern take on things fashion aspect of it was incredible as well as the character work uh, loved she did a special late late last year for giant days so i'd be oh yeah board. that's right I the, like, um one I of like the that, holiday uh, special ones right i like that yeah. nancy drew too it was really nice yeah nancy drew was lovely uh just super quick that. oh i'm sorry jess go ahead oh it's okay i just said i could i could get behind that i could be on board <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be on your shirt i can get on, I can get on board I get on board. Lock it um, in. I get on that board. That <laughs> Kickstarter that I mentioned is called Faith Says You, uh, Volume One: The Dark Outside. So if you ever get a chance to to pick it up and look at it, you should uh, check it out. Uh, all right, so we got a little love for Jen Saint Ange. I'm happy to hear mm-hmm. about that. Uh, yeah, 
she's it's funny that you mentioned giant days bob because i was going to say that she has very much that expressiveness that that book has that you could see every emotion on every character and that carries into her work as well and nancy drew not only is it a great story uh throughout the five issues but it's just so gorgeous yeah. to look at and it's dark when it needs to be dark and it's mysterious when it needs to be that and it just it the the emotional palette of the artwork changes throughout every situation in that book, and it's really really cool. Does she Some great fall split out of, uh, too. Yeah, does she fall out of a treehouse in the first issue? Am I thinking the right book? I don't I think, think so. No, I remember that it's around here somewhere in the pile. Or like metaphorically <laughs> falls out of a treehouse. Am I making this up? I feel like I read this book. I'll she's, check. You know, she's in a tree. She's she's with a dog, but it's yeah. not a treehouse as such. But she, does she fall out of it? Yeah, into the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember looking at that spread and being like, damn, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind awesome. uh, Jed St. Ange and Mulgarine Sauvage and Jim Bartel, Kristen Gutsduck, and Caitlin Yarsky. <laughs> Who runs the world? You can find it. That's yeah. a fine list. Uh, Melissa, I'm how do you thinking. feel about, about the list? Uh, I'm good with it. I mean, <laughs> some of those I'm not super familiar with, to be honest. So she got Yarsky on the <laughs> list. She's good. Yeah, yeah. she's fine. Yarsky <laughs> and Jen Bartel are my two big votes. The rest of them, I'll go along with what you guys want. Okay. Uh, before we lock them in, does anybody want to say anything else for their uh, nominees? Try and mm-hmm. sway, or do we all feel oh, pretty good? Can I just I think throw, we feel, uh, just for the just for. I just want to mention two names, not to vote for, but I also almost had on this list Rose Stein from Crowded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matia Deulis from the Jessica Jones mini online that Kelly Thompson's doing. Her mm-hmm. artwork is, his artwork is incredible. Nice. I had a couple of names that I had to erase because once you start going on the internet to find out if they've ever done other books, and then you come <laughs> to find they've been on like 20 something titles, you just didn't know their name or whatever. You just weren't reading those books. Like I was, yeah. what, who did I have yeah. on here? Uh, Lee Garvey. But that's yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, though, but I mean, it's, be, I, I guess. You know, I remember when the All there. Reds won? Right. <laughs> well, we, we put them on. I put them on because FF, Matt Fraction's mm-hmm. book, was this huge leap into mainstream superheroes as opposed to parodies of, and he so completely nailed the Kirby thing, yet with a burnished nod to that She-Hulk. It was, it was so... As great an artist as he was, it seemed a huge yeah. leap forward. I mm-hmm. almost put Carl Kerschel on this list for Isola, but I, I was like, that dude's like 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's been, he's been around, you know? But I was like, but this was really one of the first years. Uh, he did he did Gotham Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did uh, Abominable Charles, Charles Christopher. Christopher. Yeah, so like, you know, he's been around, but I felt like this year Isola was just like, uh, heads above, you know, some of the other things visually. But mm-hmm. I like this list. It's a good list. Great talent that I think, again, are going to have a bright future ahead. Yeah. We could appear right. some of our breakthrough artists with some of the breakthrough writers, I think. Yo, we have to make could that you happen. imagine? Saladin Ahmed and Marguerite Sauvage in a book, I would throw yeah. up everywhere. <laughs> Scotty Young and Kristen Gutsnuck? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's made in heaven right there. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm down. Don't tease me. <laughs> yeah. Leah Williams and Yarsky be spectacular. Well, uh, speaking of, of oddball pairings, have you, I'm sure people have seen this because I'm not the only person on the internet. Uh, the Stepan Shayich 
Gail Simone back and forth about Lara <laughs> Croft Wonder Woman miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be incredible. Whiskey number see, two. I want to see that one. Anyway, where are we at next? Should I lock? We locking this? Yeah, in? let's let's read the list okay. again for, for Break the Roadist. Jen Bartel, Kristen Godsnuck, Jen Saint-Ange, Marguerite Sauvage, and Caitlin Yarsky. What a yeah. list. That's a good list. Ooh. Ladies sweeping the oh, uh, Breakthrough Artist yeah. category. I'm glad I woke up today. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. We've got two categories left for this podcast. So let's move on to like we got a long day. It's going pretty good though. We're moving <laughs> yeah, at a good yeah, pace. Yeah. Wait till we get to original graphic novel though. Yeah, just wait until somebody throws a stick into the spokes. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to best new series. Me first. Uh, okay, Joey, will you please go first? Okay, I would like to nominate Juke Joint from T. Franklin and Alitha Martinez. I would like to nominate Black Badge. From Matt Kint and Tyler Jenkins. And I would like to nominate X-23 from Mariko Tamaki and Juan Cabal. What does the dog want to nominate? The dog wants to nominate (laughs) X-23 by Mariko Tamaki and Juan Cabal. Dude, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I've been talking up X-23 for... The in, the whole year. Where were you when we were talking about this stuff on the podcast? I was waiting. Did you for, just read it. I, I was waiting for waiting this, for this moment right here. <laughs> oh, it's so good, to right? Throw that into this to throw it in there, you know. And I also didn't know if anybody else would nominate it. And I just Yo, I'm a that, huge fan of Mariko that Tamaki. first the uh, the Stepford Cuckoos arc. Oh, terrifying! With, uh, Mariko, T- yeah, right. That first issue, I had it was nightmares. That, oh that my it's, God. it's so so scary. Those first couple of issues. Oh, Joey coming out with the. I told you. All right, this is this is going to be tough because Black badge, now Juke Joint X twenty three get on my level. Okay. Um, I uh... <laughs> Bob, would you please go next? Sure. Um, one I'm sure no one's going to expect. Fantastic Four. Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli have really brought back Marvel's flagship book in a, in a huge way, capturing the family element that needs to be there. So that's on my list. Mm. Maneaters, Chelsea Kane, Kate yeah. Niemzak. <laughs> Loving this. The fourth issue, <laughs> off the charts. Just so great. And Gail Simone, David Baldion's Domino. Okay. This is going to be hard, actually, now that I'm looking yeah. at these books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, Melissa. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hurry up and look up a lot of the things that Joey listed because I'm not familiar with lots of them. <laughs> you, you can worry um, about that later. You would love Jude okay. Joint, and you would also love the um, first three issues of X23. <laughs> Believe yeah, it or not, you would like actually really Joint. enjoy those. <laughs> yeah, X23 is scary as shit. So I've got, I've actually got two scary ones on my list. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw out Gideon Falls. I yes. knew it. I knew mm. it. Yes. Um, and I'm gonna throw out Infidel. Ah. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised that's so... not okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm what? gonna do Gideon Falls, but I I know Melissa's gonna say it, so I don't have to say <laughs> it. <laughs> I think I had to take it off of a couple of my categories. Like, I can't vote for it that many. Oh, times. Oh, I have it like four times on my <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have it a bunch too. I bought a copy for someone for Christmas on your recommendations, Melissa. So there you go. 
It is an incredibly unique and well thought out series. Okay. So, uh, Jessica, want to go first? Sure. Sure. So I also had man eaters because it is amazing and it needs to be, it needs to be on this list. I'm sorry. It's been fantastic. Uh, I had crowded and I also nominated rainbow bright because I am in love with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so do I go, do I do, do I mention, all right, I'm going to mention the, the nominations that, okay. Uh, I've crowded on my list. Mm-hmm. I have the weatherman mm-hmm. on my list and skyward on my list. It's a good list. It's a good list. That being said, uh, I also have Domino and Gideon Falls on this list. Um, <laughs> can I also throw out just so that we have a long list of books that we have uh, West Coast Adventures. <laughs> <gasps> that was yeah. on my, that's like my extras, Joey. That so, was in my yeah. extras too. That's like my, you know, bottom. Like I was like, oh, like should I add this? And one? yeah, and Crowded was in my extras as well. I, I will happily vote for Crowded, but it's on a different list for me. So oh, it's on seventeen lists for me. Yeah, yeah, it's on like every one of my. <laughs> how many? How many? How many nominations do we have? Uh, uh, you mean separate books? Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Okay. Ten. Is it <laughs> All right. Here, 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 here. Twelve. Oh, I'll 12? do us a favor. Yeah. Is anybody else reading Skyward? No. Yes, I'm like one behind, but yes, and it is very good. I like Skyward. I do agree. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not. I hearing. fell off of it. I started it and I fell off of it. You, um, you floated off of it. <laughs> yeah, I lost was interest that, to be honest. Is that the gravity book that I complained yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that I, I complained complain about. about. <laughs> yes, the science is all wrong. Yes, the science doesn't work. Oh, yeah, science really is okay. Yeah. <laughs> before, Says the guy who was like Fantastic Four Cosmic, cosmic Rays. <laughs> Let's just take. I love that book. Let's just take it off the list. How do we feel about the guy whose favorite book is Fantastic Four has a problem with the science and Skyward? Science and Skyward. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I don't know, Bob. I think you're picking and choosing your uh, science. Your science. No, there's you well. Gotta, it, it, you gotta. Yeah, let's somehow. have the conversation about the yeah. Ant Man building uh, <laughs> small and getting bigger again. Um, <laughs> is there any Our, reason why this isn't a ten book category? Um, I mean, it's just gonna make it harder when we come back i guess you're right all right is that i mean is anybody yeah. what what are, let, let's let's hear the list okay well we have multiple votes for right off the bats crowded and man eaters and gideon falls gideon falls in the extras right so you want to say crowded mm-hmm. i think crowded yeah mm-hmm. man eaters i can i haven't read it but you guys love it so i can get behind that and Gideon Falls. All right. Um, I mean, I'm all for Gideon Falls. I would rather see some other things make the list than man eaters. But um, the sense that there seems to be a lot of um, Melissa, have you read man eaters? I had I read man eaters number one. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I feel very neutral about it, to be honest. Okay. I, I, technically, it's the only one that got multiple votes. Okay. But that means that three spots are already taken up. Hmm. Um, well, let's, Bob and Jess, why don't you 
tell us a little bit about man eaters and and why you wanted on the list. Just you want to? No, no, you go. You go. You go. No, no, you go. No, you go. You go. Okay, okay. Chelsea Kane, obviously award-winning novelist, uh, got pushed off a wonderful book called Mockingbird. Whole debate about that, and then you wondered what she going to do to top how wonderful Mockingbird was, how many people it spoke to in so many different ways, and found an, an amazing new voice for herself in a way through this book, Maneaters, which tells of this oddball <laughs> society, which is ours, only slightly masked, wherein when women reach puberty, really bad things could happen that they turn into giant killer cats. And you're dealing with metaphor, allegory, social science, social structure, black humor of the darkest kind, and written and drawn with a bravura style. It is, if you loved Bitch Planet, Man Eaters will be your jam. Damn, that's a sell. Yeah. That is a sell. How do you <laughs> put it on the back of the book? <laughs> yeah, that really is. That's a great sell, Bob. Yeah, what Bob said. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just the whole the whole premise. The, the whole premise of it is fantastic. Like you said, the the dark. I'm I'm really into a dark comedy, and it is super super dark comedy. It's been uh, you know every issue I pick up has been wonderful to read. It's not like I'm like eh, I'll put this on the back burner. I'm like nope, that's going first. So I mean, to me, if I'm gonna be like oh, I'm gonna skip this and read this instead. Uh, you know, it's been really enjoyable. Uh, and like I said, the, the humor is, is great. It's, it's a plus. So. Okay. Um, so that is a pretty passionate argument. Does anybody else have something on this list that they, they really want to push for? I think everything on this list should be on this list. Duke joint is so. Duke joint is really good, good. too. Oh, I'm all, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all down for Duke, for, joint, for Duke well. joint. I really, um, like I said earlier, I would throw my weight uh, behind Domino yeah. to be on the list. Yeah. What about Infidel? Infidel is Infidel's you great. Talk about Infidel all the time. Yeah. yeah. See, I I like Infidel better than both Juke Joint and Domino. So. I mean, it, <laughs> but it I'm the only one that voted for it. It definitely can be in this category, but I would have figured that for miniseries. Yeah, but my miniseries list is 14 books long. It's a tough gamble. It's a tough gamble. Remember that year when I tried to get Wicked to divide on the list and it didn't get on any lists? Speaking from experience I mean, that's, here. That's totally legit, Steve. I've Admittedly, I'm bad at remembering what things are miniseries and which ones are normal ongoing series. We so. are too, Melissa. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it can be in both. Like, there's there's no mistake being made. You can totally it, nominate it for both. It's also on my miniseries list, so I, I will give it up for that. Okay. If I can throw it back out for that list. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh boy, this is tough. Okay, so what yeah. do we have left then? Well, we have everything left. Yeah. Are, we, are we adding man eaters? Yes or no? I think yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Crowded, Gideon Falls, Man Eaters. Those are the best new series so far. I go with Crowded. I love Crowded. Yeah. So Crowded? I love Crowded. Yeah. Okay. So two spots. Two spots are there. Am Gideon I the only Falls one? is go ahead, Steve. Am I the only one reading The Weatherman? Yeah. 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 I, I read oh, the first one and I read the first two and it was good. I'm not gonna say it was good. I don't know why. I just it's I haven't read enough to say that I really flipping awesome. It's so ridiculous. It's about uh 
like it's a it's a post-apocalyptic book yes but it is about a guy a weatherman who's like he's the guy right like he's he delivers the weather all goofy and everybody loves him and he's you know uh the world's sweetheart and whatever but what you find out is that he is actually a terrorist who's had his memory erased that he caused like billions upon billions upon billions of deaths uh in a terrorist attack and they have to go into his head and unearth uh, the other plots that he had left to kill off the rest of the world while all of these different, like, crazy, ridiculous characters that are all fully fleshed out people. They're not just bodies to to be, you know, shot up and dead and whatever. Um, everybody brings something weird to the table, and it's just a ride. Like, it, it, it's kind of, like, crowded, where once it starts, it doesn't stop. It very much has, like... I would put them side by side with one another if you want to have like you're in that mood. Um, and the artwork for it is positively just bonkers. It looks like just this incredible sci-fi series. Um, what was it akin to? Damn it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, I think if you if you read it that you would really enjoy it. Um, I understand if it doesn't make the list if I'm the only one reading it. But um, if people haven't checked it out, they definitely should. Um, this one has gone under my radar. I don't remember knowing about it or thinking about it, but I'm checking it out right now, and it looks like something that I would enjoy. So I would totally be willing to read up on it if it ends up on a list. It's mm. sick. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. it's the artwork is is really nice. I yeah, like I it. agree. It is. I'm. I'm I'm good with that too. I'm willing to give it a shot. Steve, we're, hey. giving, we're giving you a spot on this right. list here. Hey. <laughs> now, now, Joey, on your list, Juke Joint, I love that first issue. Yeah. Really, as, as I said at the time, I was a big fan of Marguerite Bennett's Insects. Yep. And this was using some of that same, same really large theme of repression of women and all the rest of it and sending it in that bayou setting with all this stuff going on yeah and our lead character she's amazing so yeah. oh yeah it's it's yeah totally like voodoo like, queen greatness yeah. you know it's like it's like coyotes in the bayou yeah kind of. yeah there you go yeah. Uh, right you cross coyotes and insects you get juke joint and you put it in in the bayou uh right i, I think that i think that the it's just such this great horror noir what did i call it the other day when we when i did bitter root oh yeah uh uh gothic uh ethno gothic right ethno -gothic. That's, what, that, that's what um that's what uh david f walker calls it you know um, I think i think juke joint is so good i think t franklin to go from bingo love to juke joint it's crazy mm. to to, yeah. go, to do that that job. I forgot there. about that. I yeah. forgot about that line. Damn it! It's pretty rad. Um, I uh, and I, I also love Juke Joint. If I had to pick between my three books, which were Black Badge, Juke Joint, X Twenty Three, I would push for Juke Joint to be on this list. Um, I love Black Badge. I've talked about it a lot on the show. We're about four issues in, that's the one with the Black Ops Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. where they're like, you know, they, they're going for their yeah. last badge and it's their black badge and uh, they have to like do secret assassination missions and things like that in South That's North a fun Korea. series. Yeah, it's so good. Tyler Jenkins is obviously just such an incredible artist. Uh, and Matt Kent, you know, that workhorse, he, he, his name shows up every once in a while and he's really trippy concept books. Um, and I love X-23. Uh, as Steve was saying, you know, Mariko Tamaki's work there is so good. Uh, the character's so good. I love Gabby as a character. Mm. She is just so wonderful, a, a 
burst of fresh air. Um, and similar to another character that I'll be talking about a little bit later <laughs> as well. But I love all three of my books. If I had to pick one for this last spot, if we're going to give the fourth spot to Weatherman, I would go with Juke Joint. Well, we have well, Gideon Falls is still up in the air, I believe, or is it? Oh, I think really? Lock it in. So we're locking. It. Okay. I would pick Gideon Falls over what's left. Gideon Falls debuted this year. We're sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, March. Okay. Is number one. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. Then yeah, I think Gideon Falls was a <coughs> great book. Um, yeah, for sure. I definitely. I'm looking at the who who was left on the list before we decided. Well, Je- uh, Jess, tell us about Rainbow Bright. I only read the first issue of Jeremy Whitley's new series. It's just adorable. It's what you want. It's okay. I talked when we were talking to him at Comic Con. Like he he was sitting there telling me about what he was going to do with it, and it's everything that I wanted Rainbow Bright to be. You know, <laughs> um, it's 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 what you want Rainbow Bright to be. She's she's even in that first issue, right where where they're going and the 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 they're I can't even speak. I'm sorry. I've lost. <laughs> I've lost. I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. But like, we don't have to push for it either. Like, I just wanted to add it on there because it's something okay. that I really. Um, but you know, it's it's a little good kind of girl mm-hmm. power book that that makes you feel good every time you read it, and it's it goes with the cartoon. It makes me you know rem- it, it's a little nostalgic, I guess, from when I was a kid, and to be able to show like my niece now, like this is Rainbow Bright and this is what she should be, okay. is really great. You know, sure. that's what it is for uh, me. I'm not going to push it hard. It doesn't have to be but there. That's okay, but we in. got it. We got it in. Um, um, I read the second issue of that as well, and it was wonderful. It is, and it's one. It's just wonderful. It's really happy to read. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a happy good time read. <laughs> I, I'm going to take one real shot here, and Steve, you can or cannot back me up as you as you choose. Whatever goes on, but Gail Simone's return to Marvel with Domino, a, a character I know virtually nothing about except for some old X Factor issues, and really paid no attention to has become a book I look forward to every month. I mean, you talk about girl power between uh, Domino and her posse, you know, Diamondback and and, uh, and Outlaw. We've got this um, crazy dark book that is also very human. You get to see inside Nina Thurman. She isn't just this calculating assassin who does all this stuff and luck is on her side. She's had a tough go of it getting to here and finding her own little extended family it just shows the sort of best that Gail's work always is. It is, yes, uh, there are the, all these surface things going on that are great and fun and nasty. And underneath, there's this element of humanity that ma- that marks her work as special always. So I'm loving Domino. Domino's also mm. good. Also, Fantastic <laughs> Four, yeah. also good. Yeah. I really want Gideon Falls on here i'm just wondering if we can get it somewhere else because i don't know that i don't know that domino is going to come up again but i know that well, it'll come Gideon up again will. oh man <laughs> just because it comes up again doesn't mean that it's gonna get on the list i know i um i really 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 love gideon falls i love domino too but if it's between one or the other i've got to go with gideon falls i'm sorry bob so we're Maneaters, Crowded, Weatherman, Gideon Falls, and... Not oh, was that only the fourth one that we were choosing? Yeah. Well, those are the four we have, and now oh, we're Oh, we didn't still... lock Juke Joint in? Oh, I thought Juke Joint was in. Oh, okay. I had assumed that Gideon Falls was in before we started talking yeah. Juke Joint. That's what <laughs> I thought. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. What about what about if we do Gideon Falls and Juke Joint? I'm cool with that. So Man cool Eaters, Crowded, Weatherman, Gideon Falls, Juke Joint. Yeah, if you're if you're all willing to trust me on Weatherman, or I'm do really we want to do we want to take Weatherman and give it to Domino? How many people are reading Domino? I I read the first few issues of it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I think I read two issues of Domino. Okay. Um, well, West Coast Avengers is also great. Oh my god, that yeah. is really good. <laughs> I mean, you guys can make a case uh-huh. for that if you want. If Rainbow you want to try it. Also great. Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Also great. All right. All right. Now, now, now. So, you just, no, I said, you know, Rainbow yeah. Bright. I, listen, I understand. Not everyone's got Just throwing this out here, this concept. I don't know how well this works with the, how, our, how we do this, but um, while Domino is a great series and seems to be doing really well, I think Gail Simone gets so much attention already um, yeah. that it's it's kind of nice to you know, maybe give a little extra nudge to the smaller people. That's a, it's a weird, funky list. I like it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. G Falls, Crowded, Maneaters, Jauka, Jointa, and we Yeah, but I think it's, yeah, but I think it's important to remind people that everybody has a chance to get on these lists yeah. anywhere. It's, it's not about reach, um, for these lists, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with, with Juke Joint, uh, being on here is that the that's that would be the last one do it lock it in yeah go for it. and i'm gonna stick up for you with weatherman though steve because where maybe we won't haven't read it so many people like anytime i go into the comic book store there have been so many conversations about that book yeah okay so it's not just you loving it and reading it there's so many people and my friends that have really loved it so those you know, covers look awesome and i, did, I just i just pa- i just passed it by that's what happened like I, do you I, remember I got on um, list that series FBP, the one about the uh-huh. like, the weird yeah, it's it's got a little bit of that vibe to it, but I can't stress enough in my experience reading it anyway. They really take time to tell you who these characters are, and the, the it's amazing that that it gets pulled off in that it's such a it goes at such a breakneck pace. Like there's always something happening. The mystery is always getting bigger. There's reveals every couple of pages. Um, the artwork is totally outrageous and there's huge fights and people are dying left and right and all these things are happening. But like there are characters that that disappear in the first issue uh, that I was just like, oh, my God, like I wanted so much more from that person. That sucks. Um, but you keep going, obviously, because you keep reading the book and then you find out that there's another character around the corner that's really cool that you can get down with and follow them through the story. And it's also really brutal. Um, it's, it gets graphic in certain ways at certain points, uh, violence wise, as they're trying to track this dude down that, um, there's some creative kills throughout the series and I really enjoy it. It's kind of high sci-fi. Um, it reminds me of like a, I don't know, it's got like an eighties, like a Blade Runner vibe to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You'll see, check it out. If you, if you trust me, it's, I think it's really, really good. It's been, it's been kind of blowing my mind the, the last, uh, couple months that's been coming out all right that's our list then are we ready lock it in lock it in <laughs> crowded gideon falls juke joint man eaters weatherman beautiful image comics dominating mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah we'll talk about that too 
They had a good like year after upsets. last year. They didn't even make our best publisher list. Upsets this year. All right. So we've come to the category that I've been dreading. Oh, yeah. All long. You're going first. Right. And we're picking five to yeah. be? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Okay. So our next category is best original graphic novel. You go first. Okay. Uh, hold on a minute. I gotta. I have three documents open here. <laughs> so okay. this is we're, we're bumping this up to ten nominees this year, just because yep. there were so many incredible graphic novels. Okay. So. Oof. Okay. Here we go. I, I get five, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Prince and the Dressmaker. On a sunbeam. My boyfriend is a bear. <laughs> about Betty's boob. And do it, do it. Bingo, love. Yes, my man, my man, my man. <laughs> Throw me. <laughs> all right, so, Joey. I'm glad you did those five. So I'll do the other five that were on my list, and then we'll have all ten. Excellent. Okay. It's all well, that's, so that's where this. Okay. Well, yes, I'm going to throw yes. a monkey wrench into all that. That was the plan. Party. That was the plan the whole time. All right. Here we go. You it's ready? all falling into place. Here we go. You'll, you'll um, see. So, in addition to those five, I also had Lumberjanes, The Infernal Compass. I had My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies by Ed oh. Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I had uh, a book called Come Again by Nate Powell, who you will remember from his work on March um, from Top Shelf. I'll talk about that if you'd like me to defend it. Um, I also have a book called Dodo by Felipe Nunes. Oh, I read that. So good. And uh, I will also put on this list Aquacorn Cove. A-Q-U-I-C-O-R-N. Yes! <laughs> C O V E. What is what? happening? By what Katie the hell O'Neil. are we talking about? <laughs> I'm saying it's an underwater unicorn. It is an underwater unicorn, Bob. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited you mentioned that. I know. What is going on right it's now? It's so good. It's so good. All right. So that's that's my five. That was Lumberjanes, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, Dodo, Come Again, Aquacorn Cove. If you combine that with Steve's five, that's going to be the list of ten. We can wrap the show right now. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just saying uh, alright Joey was wrong in this one instance okay Bob why don't you why don't you combat Joey's list okay I will also put my two cents in for my boyfriend is a bear mm-hmm. just absolutely charming uh, femme magnifique oh I knew it oh, that's the mm-hmm. one I didn't put on my list that I knew someone else was going to do I was going to but I wasn't totally sure if it was considered a graphic novel or just an anthology oh thank you Melissa oh. for that no, we don't have we don't have an anthology category anymore that's true so oh, we have a best overall best category, overall category yeah. Bob well, <laughs> you never know uh, Lumberjanes I absolutely adored Bingo Love hmm and Kristen Godzak making friends. Yes. Oh yeah, that was also on my list. Uh, okay, Melissa. Uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and add Femme Magnifique onto my list <laughs> since <laughs> Bob made it okay to do that. Now, <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Um, 
and I only had two anyways. And my other two were uh, my hero. My heroes have always been junkies. Yes. Um, and one that I bet none of you read, even though I told you to, the Stowaways. The what now? Little the Stowaways, a little Scottish uh, yes. graphic novel that was written by a Paul Bristow. Um, that is based on a true story about a, a group of boys who uh, get stowed away on a ship and don't come home. What was the and book? I thought that was a absolutely lovely uh, historical tale. Cool. Okay. What was that book that you read like two weeks ago based on the Scottish mythology or Irish mythology? Do you? Uh, I don't think that wasn't Stowaways. That was um the Black Bull. Yes, that one. Uh, can't remember the whole title of it right now. That's on my list. Yeah, that one was really great too. But I like the Stowaways better. That one impacted me oh, in this special looks ways. Beautiful. Yeah, I told you guys to read it like several months ago, but y'all See, don't but listen if you to get me. It on the list, you have a whole other three <laughs> weeks to read it. Yeah, and also just for just so that everyone knows, it's a dollar ninety nine on Comicsology right now. <laughs> And it also oh, really? was written with the assistance of a school classroom. Oh. FYI. Yeah. All right. This is Black Bull? No, the no, Stowaways. The stowaways, okay. I'm liking the sound of that. Um, putting, the Jess. putting the star next to it. Okay. Jess, what, do you, what, what is on your list? I also have My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Yes, my phenomenal. man. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> um, I also have The Prince and the Dressmaker. Um, and I have a book called RX. I don't know if you guys have ever read it or heard of it, but it was phenomenal. It illustrates um, a woman's battle kind of with uh, with uh, mental illness and uh, drug companies and, and stuff of that nature. And her journey of leaving like a, a major job to be an artist. It was fantastic. It was really, really lovely. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest. Um, and then I also have Aquacorn Cove. Aquacorn Cove. Yes! Aquacorn Cove. And Joey said, I was like, no one else is going to put this on there. And when Joey said it, it just made my, made my day. It made my it's day. so beautiful and adorable. Okay, guys, it's, it's, you know, it's mermaid unicorns. Let's be honest here. It's, it's everything that I came here for. Okay. It's really cute. Um, I believe it was originally a webcomic, right? That they put together as a, a graphic novel. I think you can read some of it for free. Yeah. I picked it yeah. up at Comic-Con. Yeah, it was, it was really, it's really cute. It's really adorable. Um, and then I had the ghost and the owl by Franco and Sarah Richards. Cause the, art, the artwork. What was, the, what was the last one? The ghost, the owl. Okay. I actually, yeah, I've talked about it before. Uh, I think it just Sarah Richards' artwork in the book is just so phenomenal. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful, and uh, I have a little woman crush on her. And I, I love this uh, the artwork <laughs> for Aquacorn Cove. is gorgeous. So good. It's oh, really pretty. My God. <laughs> All right, let's let's break this down. Okay, we have my heroes have always been junkies. Has three votes. Lock it in. So that's that's a go. Let's make this easy. <laughs> right. We have a number of pieces with two votes. Do we want to say there? Put them out there. Lumberjanes? Put them in pencil. Right. They're definitely in pencil. We have Lumberjanes with two votes. Aquacorn <laughs> Cove. Okay. We have Bingo Love with two votes. We have My Boyfriend is a Bear with two votes. Femme Magnifique, two votes. Princess and the Dressmaker, two votes. Okay. I think um, that Prince and the Dressmaker, My Boyfriend is a Bear, and what was the other one? 
uh, Lumberjanes, Aquacorn, Bingo Love. And Bingo Love. And I think many feet. I think Prince of the Dressmaker, Bingo Love, and um, My Boyfriend is a Bear need to be on this list. The, those three, I think, definitely need to be on this list. I think they're mm-hmm. incredible pieces of, of literature. I think they're stunningly illustrated. Um, the rest we can argue, but I think those three should be on this list. Okay. Now, um, hold on a second. Can I, can I just say something? I know I haven't read it, but I know I think you and Steve had really gone on about Betty Boop's boob. That would have been my fourth oh, one I was that gonna, I said. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I mean, you guys really like, you guys really push for that. About I did not Betty's Boob I, oh. is a gorgeous piece of storytelling. And if I had to say four things have to go on this list, that would be the fourth thing. Yeah. I just read it again last night and I'm, I'm like, I will die before we leave this conversation without this book being on That's that what list. I thought. That's why I'm sorry. I had to like, play a little double dub. Um, I, I also <laughs> want to throw some weight. Uh, I really liked, uh, what Melissa was saying about the stowaways, I think we should consider uh, adding that as well. I like that. It's short yeah. too. It's like 40, 50 pages, I think. It just sounds awesome. I'm totally, I'm totally. I, I, uh, I love the idea that not only does this book um, retell a local sort of tale um, of true events, but I also love that they brought in, uh, students and made it a you know a, a community project to develop the story together. Mm-hmm. And I love I, that aspect yeah. of it. Yes. Yeah. That's a- so I think it I think it should have a little bit of extra weight just because of the the heart and and passion that went behind this project. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I can get on board. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so my heroes have always been junkies. Is a lock in. Mm-hmm. Are we saying stowaways is locked in? I would vote for Stowaways. I would too. I'll get my vote. Can mm-hmm. we also put Bingo Love, Prince in the Dress Baker, My Boyfriend is a Bear, and About Biddy's Boob on this list? <laughs> <laughs> I've not spots, read Bingo right? Love yet, but um, you guys have talked about it voraciously oh, and passionately. Bingo Love and, is so good. Yeah. And oh, I've okay. heard so much about it from other places that I think it does deserve a spot. So, okay. so I'm with Melissa. I haven't read bing- it myself. But, all right. Bingo Love. Go ahead, Joey. Betty's Boob. Betty's Boob is, I think, yeah. Yeah, About Betty's Boob. Okay. My boyfriend is a bear, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have talked about that a lot, too. I've heard that mentioned so many times. Have you not read it yet? No, I have not. Oh. I have not. Pamela Rybon and Kat Ferris put together probably one of the greatest stories of all time with My Boyfriend is a Bear. So amazing. Okay. So we have locked in one, two, three, four, five pieces and Princess and the. It's Prince Princess and the Dressmaker. Prince, not Princess. Prince. No. Yeah, no. It's very yes, different. The- Okay. Yes, it would. That book I read. Um, Steve, you talked about it so glowing. I read. I read that again last night too. Yeah. And go I, ahead. I read about a hundred pages of it, um, and after page like five, I thought to myself, "This is probably one of the most important books from the year." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's for, uh, just a craft ways. The writing is brilliant. The art is exceptional. Um, you mentioned Jen Wang before. But then once the kind of big reveal happens on page like six or whatever, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what this story is going to be mm-hmm. about. And I was I was there for it. And I'm so excited to read the rest. It is it is one of the best graphic novels, I think. It is. You know what it is about it? And I was going to save this comment for later, but I'll just say it now. In my mind, like I, like I said, I, I read it earlier in the year. Absolutely loved it. It stuck with me all year long. And then I read it again last night just to kind of like reaffirm my my feelings on it and whatever. And where we grew up with 
fairy tales and and having like grim stories and Aesop stories and everything like that yeah. um, being transmuted into other things and other animated stuff and whatever. This to me feels like a modern day yeah. fairy tale. I, it started and I was like, oh, we're doing like a Cinderella thing. But then Yeah, but it's so not. But it's so not that and it's so interesting that you say that because like we talk a lot about how like fairy tales, you know, reassert stereotypes and gender norms and blah blah blah. The fact that Prince of the Dressmaker now exists as a kind of alternate fairy tale, as a modern fairy tale, is going to, you know, assert a very particular kind of story that I think is is mm. needed and wonderful. Finish the book, because there's going to be one page in particular that you have not gotten to yet. You will die. I will cry everywhere. It's yeah. so satisfying, and it's uh, yeah. it's just incredible. So, I mean, if it were up to us, I think it should be on the list. Which one? Prince and the Dressmaker? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the list. Yeah, I give it, okay, because my vote's in there for that. I agree with everything you're saying about it. I don't have anything really to add because you said it. So. <laughs> Joey, the very... one that you were thinking of was uh, the Black Bull of Norway. By yeah, way. yeah, that's from Kit and so Kat Seaton. cool. I definitely want to read that, even though we didn't put it on the list. Can I tell you about Come Again? Yeah, by Nate Powell. So we talked about Nate Powell again. He's the cartoonist on March, the John Lewis book that we absolutely adored and put a special spot in the achievement award section of our museum. Um, <laughs> he is returned now to writing and, and illustrating his own story here. And uh, here's the here's the pitch from Top Shelf. Um, as the sun sets on the 1970s, the spirit of the love generation still lingers in one community high in the Ozarks. But what's missing? Under impossibly close scrutiny, two families wrestle with long-repressed secrets, while deep within those Arkansas hills, something monstrous stirs, ready to feast on village whispers. Is this about the Whitewater investigation? No! What? (laughs) (laughs) So I opened this book because Nate Powell, obviously, I think his work is absolutely incredible. If you remember March... Um, there's just a, a, a subtlety to it and a nuance to it that, that you don't often get. Um, it's very mature. And I'm reading this story and I don't really know what it's going to be about. And we're in this like hippie community and it's set in 1979. And then all of a sudden there's like this affair and then we flash back and there's this mudslide and this mudslide reveals this like secret underground room. That serves it. It's almost like remember that movie, um, it comes at night or whatever, and all the trailers were about that red door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that. This book ended up being very, very terrifying, uh, very haunting, but also in kind of t- typical graphic novel Nate Powell fashion, a kind of meditation on memory and and uh, who we are and who we keep from other people. Um, I think that this book kind of flew under a lot of people's radars. But it has been one of the more haunting books that I've read uh, this year. That's a strong case, my friend. I'm telling you, you're going to read this book and you're going to be like, holy damn. Like, it's not what you think it is at all. Um, you open the first, like, the first ten pages are like these, like, like none more black. Like, the pages can't get none more black in this book. And there's just, like, single phrases on them. And right away, I was like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know what this book is about, but there is something eerie going on in this book. Um, and then it becomes about this this hippie community that is is rife with secrets and lies and broken relationships. And uh, it, it goes places. 
Damn. Um, Bob, would you kindly read us the list and let us know how many books we have left? Well, we have locked in completely. Mm-hmm. My heroes have always been junkies. Bingo Love, My Boyfriend is a Bear, Prince and the Dressmaker, About Betty's Boob, and Stowaways. Hanging around with two votes but not discussed yet, Lumberjanes, Aquacorn Cove, and Femme Magnifique. And then we have a whole passel of other books, which include Dodo, On a Sunbeam. Mm. We have Making Friends, Ghost in the Owl, and RX. All right, so I can make cases for two books, uh, but I guess first one I want to throw some weight behind is Making Friends, Kristen Gudsnuck. Uh, This is an amazing, amazing book about fitting in and friendship and like existential crisis mixed with, uh, oh my God, what the hell is the term? Why did I lose it? Sailor Moon. People, yes. magical, magical girls. Magical girls. There you go. Ha ha. Um, I love this book. It it showcases so much of Kristen's talent, uh, both writing and art wise. The story is not only sweet and deep and all that all that stuff, but like it's also oddly dark. Dark, yes. In in some places, uh, not to spoil too much from the book, but. Uh, it's basically it's about a girl who gets a magical sketchbook and is able to manifest things into real life. And she creates a friend for herself. And after the friend, the friend now exists. Right. And you can't take it back. And but she has questions like before she was created. Who are her parents? Why aren't they looking for her? Why is she suddenly living with this stranger who's supposed to be her best friend? And it creates this really, really strange thread that pokes its way out uh, in the book every now and again. And it just reminds you that like amidst all of the action, amidst all of like the fun high school drama stuff, there's like these there's, like there's like a sinister force laying in the background of this book. And it just all comes together in a really, really amazing lesson at the end about being proud of who you are and just being yourself in order to kind of open up to others and so on and so forth and all that good fuzzy stuff. Um, but it's all delivered really, really in just a fun, fun way. Um, yeah, without without being preachy in any one moment at all. And how mm-hmm. can a book be preachy when you've got a, a disembodied Prince Neptune head giving yeah. you advice? For certain. And I think, I think Kristen's voice and her style and all of that stuff, I was really happy to hear that Scholastic was putting this out because I think it fits along nicely with like the Raina Telgemeier stuff uh, and everybody else that publishes through them. It's a nice addition to that library. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more stuff from her in the future under that label. Oh, there's a making friends too. Yes. These days. So um, I really <laughs> like this book and the other book that I, I want to just say a quick word on real quick is on a sunbeam by Tilly Walden. Uh, this book was just amazing trying to summarize it a little bit for you. It's very much about uh, this girl who was involved in a relationship with her friend uh, as children. And then one way or another were separated, but separated uh, through space. Right. So now she's working on a, um, like a rigging operation that they travel around to different um, 
like locales throughout the galaxy and they break down the materials of those old places and then they sell the parts and transmute it all into new materials and so on and so forth. And she discovers that the crew that she's been assigned to, that they all have something in common and it's her lost love. And so they all mount uh, a mission, both to save one of their friends and return this girl back to her friend and it's just it's a pretty long book but it is positively gorgeous and really really goes to show uh just Tilly Walden's voice and how much it's grown over the last couple of years uh she did spinning that we talked about last year that was something really special and this is her just doing like a kubrick style space opera about like lesbians in space trying to to find their way back to love and it's awesome so that doesn't sell you. I don't know what will. <laughs> I, really, I really liked on a sunbeam too. I, I, yeah, it's a lot, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. There's uh, a, can ahead, I both. talk about one book that I forgot to put on my list? Sure. I don't necessarily need to add it to the list cause it's already long enough. Obviously and we're having trouble here, but, um, uh, a little book called little gods that I talked about a few months back. Um, it's by Lita Zawaki. And it's a, it's actually, a, um, it's got a prequel called Sky Gods, and it's uh, inspired by a Northwest Native American mythology um, about Mount Shasta and the grizzly bears. And it's this really beautiful story about sky gods. Um, and she kind of, she very creatively twists this story around into kind of an alternate female-focused mythology rather than being based on the original. Um, male-driven mythology of it and she works some really beautiful symbolism into the entire story and the um, illustration is gorgeous Um, and I think it's a lovely balance of you know a nod to uh, ancient mythology and and kind of source material um, for a culture while at the same time being um, giving it a modern fresh feel um, with a story that feels relatable. Um, so I think it was a really beautiful book and I wanted more people to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts that one out again? Give us the exact title so I can write that down. Uh, this title is Little Gods. Uh, it was published by a little place called Tinto Press. Um, yeah. And it's written and the art is all done by Lita Zawaki is her name. Great. All right, so uh, let me just jump into something that Joey picked that was on my list as well. It did mm-hmm. get two votes. It's Lumberjanes, the Infernal Compass. Uh, to it, it amplifies some of what you're saying, certainly, and I agree with everything you said about making friends. Lumberjanes, which is a book always about friendship, and you had new creators taking a, a run at this, and Lila Sturgis and Polterink, who is actually Claudia Renofner. You get a different perspective on the girls this time around as they're doing one of their crazy little uh, scampers out in the woods. It, it, for for Lumberjane Scouts, they do manage to find some oddball ways to get lost. And in this case, with oddball robot servants in the woods and everything else, what this book about is, is about friendship. On the larger sense, and in the smaller one, we have a relationship brewing between Molly and Mal, which is a lovely thread throughout the entire book and how this all works. It, it really sums up a lot of what Lumberjanes has been about all these years, and we've talked about it here and there over, over that time. But this, I'm, I've been on and off it over, over the months in between. I'll pick up an issue that just seems to strike me, and when this came up, it was something we were going to talk about. 
I leapt in with both feet and really dug Infernal Compass. Okay. So I think what I'm hearing so far is Lumberjanes and Femme Magnifique seems to be something that whoever's read it. Um, I have it, but I have not. I have not really cracked it yet. Same. But um, I would be willing to go on on the idea that it's it's something that should be read and should be considered because it looks incredible. I, Lumberjanes also was was very very good. I voted. Yeah, for I was going to say that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are we thinking across the spectrum here, I think guys? Lum- Lumberjanes and Femme Magnifique on the list. Then what are we at? We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We right, have so my I think heroes. Femme Magnifique definitely needs to be on that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heroes: Lumberjanes, Bingo Love, My Boyfriend Is a Bear, Femme Magnifique, Prince and the Dust Maker, About Biddy's Boob, and Stowaways. Yeah. And we've got okay. two left. And we have one with two votes. Aquacorn <laughs> Co. <laughs> I, love, like, I, I, I love Aquacorn Co. I think it's so wonderful, but I would take my Aquacorn Co. vote and put it behind Come Again again. <laughs> um, I would, yeah. Or oh, making I, friends. <laughs> can, we, okay. can we do, can we do, come, uh, was it called Come Again? Yeah. All right, can we do Come Again and Making Friends? Okay, what about Aquacorn? Oh, the poor little Aquacorn. Tell us, us, Jess. Okay, it's lovely, but I'm not going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, me and Joe, like, again, it's something that's just kind of cute. (laughs) It's just just There's a room for cute. It's it's an adorable short story. Yeah. Oh, it is. Girl. It's adorable. Like it's not like there's you know, it's not like substance or deep. I mean, if I was gonna go anything, I know you guys, none of you guys have read it, but I would put my vote behind that book RX before I would put it behind the okay. you know, the aquacorns. I think so, RX was a little bit more of a like I mean, reading it is kind of uh it was touching for me. It had a little bit more, you know, gave me a little bit more feelings inside, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that type of deal. Aquacorn okay. Cove, she saves the the coral reef. She does. She does save. She saves it after the storm. She meets the aquacorns. Yeah. yeah, it's very cute though. It is really. I mean, if you haven't, just take take a take a little bit and and you, you know get you yourself. You can read it in like twenty five yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's not long. It's like a yeah. Hey, this is why we have these conversations. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have we have nine. My heroes have always been junkies. Lumberjanes, Bingo Love, My Boyfriend is a Bear, Femme Magnifique, Prince and the Dressmaker, About Betty's Boob, Stowaways. Are we saying Come Again? I think I, everyone will really love Come Again. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to go with Joey on this one. I I I would I would say it should be on the list. But I okay. also loved On a Sunbeam. <sighs> Joey, you're killing me here. <laughs> okay, back to pencil for Come Again. Okay, and, and making friends. And making friends. So yeah, all those like I would. So we have yeah. one left. Well, now now if we drop come again, we have two left. So we have one, oh, two, three, man. four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, we have eight with. Okay, making friends on a sunbeam and come again. As the three to fit into two spots. Making friends on a sunbeam. I Sorry. am mad that Fed Magnifique is on this list. Okay. Why is that? I don't think it's a graphic novel. Interesting. The graphic collection 
Yes. Not a graphic novel. If you look at the rest of these books, they are narratives told in the comic format in a long form. Fed Magnifique is an anthology of shorts. Right? Am, am, I, am I right? In, yes. It's a, it's, an, it's a series of pages exploring these, you know, each, 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 each wonderful, incredible, amazing woman gets a page or two. Right? Am I right in the assessment of, of this yes. text? Mm-hmm. I don't think it qualifies as a graphic novel. Did we put Love is Love there last year? No. We yeah. put Love is Love we in did. Best One Shot. Oh. There's, is there a one shot? And Best mm-hmm. Overall. I, oh, yeah, like Fred Magnifique to me is like a best overall kind of book. I, I, it's 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 in its own category, but I just feel like if you you can't compare something like Fred Magnifique and Prince and the Dressmaker, they're not the same mm. genre of text. I think he's got a point. Yeah, yeah, but it's still eligible for best overall. Oh yeah, it's best. It's eligible for yeah, totally. But it just it's 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 not sitting with me right. In this category, I'm looking at the rest of the books that we picked already. Not even the three that are on the on the pencils section, right? Like it, it's it's you know I I don't think that Femme Magnifique is the same as Lumberjanes or even the Stowaways, oh, which is a shorter story. I think is more of a graphic novel than Femme Magnifique. Okay, okay. So if we drop that for. Technical reasons. Well, you're the Russian judge in the skating competition, Joey. Yes. Um, <laughs> then we slide into our last three spots, making Frank come again on a sunbeam. Yes. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> right. We would now be able to include making friends on a sunbeam and come again, along with we would only have seven above the above the bar. Okay. So should I mean, we read the I'm... list as the list? And see yeah, let's, let's hear it. My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, Lumberjanes Infernal Compass, Bingo Love, My Boyfriend is a Bear, Prince and the Dressmaker, About Betty's Boob, Stowaways, Making Friends, On a Sunbeam, Come Again. I'm cool with that. Does anybody else want to really fight for anything to buck anything off? I fought for mine. No, I'm not going to fight <laughs> for it, but I still strongly recommend that you guys read RX. I'm going to strongly, strongly recommend it. All right, there you have it. Oh, uh, that was hard. we've already read it a hundred times, so I don't know what. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we do all all of the categories over again, and then we'll wrap this one up? Okie dokie. Hold it. I'm still writing now in pen across things I've written in pencil and crossed out. Okay, here we go. Best adaptation of a comic property for a film. We have Black Panther, Deadpool 2, I Kill Giants, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, and Avengers Infinity War. For Breakthrough Writer, we have Jeremy Whitley, Chris Sabella, Leah Williams, Saladin Ahmed, Scotty Young. Breakthrough Artist, Caitlin Yarsky, Jen Bartell, Kristen Gudsnuck, Marguerite Sauvage, Jen St. Ange. Nice. Oh, that's a list, man. Best new series, Maneaters, Crowded, Weatherman, Gideon Falls, and Juke Joint. Finally, for best original graphic novel, 
My heroes have always been junkies, Lumberjanes, The Infernal Compass, Bingo Love, My Boyfriend is a Bear, Prince and the Dressmaker, About Betty's Boob, Stowaways, Making Friends, On a Sunbeam, and Come Again. All right. Sounds good. That's wild. Oh, we made it. Yep. Ooh, some good stuff it. on these lists. When you read that yeah. movie list, I was like, that feels like 10 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got two more of these to go. Uh, it's only going to get crazier. So if anybody has anything they'd like to say uh, before we close out, any final words? Uh-uh. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it. For this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast, we will be back next week with round two, a whole bunch of new categories, a whole bunch of new books and creators being nominated. We appreciate you hanging out with us as we do these deliberations. Some people like these podcasts. Other people don't. Um, we just want you what? guys to They're be so on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. What? They're so oh, fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, this is this is the big celebration for us. This is my favorite time of year when we all get together and hash these things out. I think it's a lot of fun. I like being reminded of and learning about books that I should have been reading throughout the year. And, you know, they, they oh, it's an honor just to be nominated. And that's totally true. You know, anything that you hear about throughout these podcasts, whether it makes the list or not, is probably something that you should be reading yeah. if it sounds like it's your bag. Um, so take every book. That you hear, just open your wallet and go for it. <laughs> Dive in. Uh, so anyway, uh, you can always send us your comments or questions through our email podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics. You can get in on the conversation there, and we will be posting polls alongside each of these podcast releases uh, where you can vote for your favorites. And or you write can even, one in. Yeah. yeah, you can write one in and we can you not pick it. Start um, another argument. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget to check out TalkingConcBooks.com for news and reviews and articles about comics, video games, TV shows, and much more. We have podcasts of every flavor, including Talking Games, Valiant Adventure, Ladies of Valhalla, and Melissa's Silence, uh, Silence, <laughs> Sirens of Scream. Is over on MeganerMedia.com, is that true? Uh, not at the moment, no. Okay, then. <laughs> that's that's an edit right there. <laughs> that's at least two podcasts I'm lying about right now. All right. Uh, Bob, where can our listeners find you? Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Joey, how about you? At Joey Borgino. Melissa. At Lista Punch on Instagram and Twitter. Jessica. Jessica! Jessica. <laughs> you didn't say it today, and I'm, I'm kind of sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have five more hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of show. At, at Charska. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll bring Bill out whiskey number four. <laughs> all right, uh, and I am at dead underscore anchorus on uh, all the all the internet. You can find me on the internet. Um, so for Bob, see you in a bit. For Joey, that was the sober show. Now let's get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm Melissa. Oh boy. I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hey, buy somebody a comic book this holiday. Christmas is coming up. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>